Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, depending on however you want to watch or listen to this thing, Billy DeVore, and sitting next to me is my co-host. It's Chris Weir, everybody. Hi. Hey, I nailed it. I said co-host this time. Good job. Fucking I, I said my name correctly. I hit all of it. I did my uh, patented introduction. I just I say my name. <laughs> you did it. I thought about this. Nasty Nation. What's up, everybody? Do we say that ever? You know, we should do that. I like it. That's what we'll call the Discord next year, the Nasty Nation Discord. Okay. That's what the, you know, we've already got off-season plans, all right? Mm -hmm. Just like the Reds did after that, after that fucking game. Yeah, we're going to Boca Raton. We're playing uh, shuffleboard. Yeah. That's what we're doing. I, I bet uh, Will, uh, Willie B is going to learn how to play Baccarat. Yeah, he's a chess guy. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, I, I saw the chess, chess thing, yeah. It's pretty cool. So if he plays chess, he can easily learn Baccarat. I'm pretty sure. I mean, just yeah. saying Baccarat, Baccarat, it was pretty uh, intimidating. It is, and then there's a big paddle. I only know it from, like, James Bond movies. I still don't know what I... It sounds like a board game that's in 3D, like a three-dimensional cube. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Is that even close? It's not even close. It's like everyone gets two cards, and each card has, like, a... It's like one through seven is like low, and then there's high cards. You want to get like under ten. I don't know. It's it's a. It, it, I don't know how to play baccarat. You're familiar with it from James Bond. That's it. Because there's a big giant paddle, and they pick up the cards, and they go car, and then they throw one down, and then uh, Sean Connery hits a woman. I think I know that one. It's a really good. Actually, one. I'm confusing that role with uh, a Hitchcock role, where he also hit a woman. Oh wow! There's a lot of depth to his acting. I'm glad he won an Oscar. <laughs> No, dude. It was for, uh, what was it? To Punch a Woman? No, To Punch a Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Punch a Woman with Al Pacino and Sean Connery. <laughs> it was called Why I <laughs> And Pacino is still blind in it, too. Yeah. <laughs> so he can't, like, he's like, I don't know if he hit her or not. I don't know. I don't know. No face, no case. <laughs> Uh man. Oh, what what was uh uh the Untouchables? The Untouchables? Yeah, that you wanted. You won an Oscar for that movie. I know. I've seen that years ago when I was living with uh, some guys in college, but uh, that's all I got on it. It's great. So I I didn't cast my vote. It's great. Yeah. I don't think he hits a woman in that one. That's upsetting. That's why he won the Oscar. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> finally. Thank God. Oh, he put his hands away. He didn't raise your hands to a woman. Congratulations. Good Here, job. Here's your trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Sean. Oh, you decided to leave the hairpiece at home for this one, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really nice. This is a great way to start a baseball podcast. Uh, it is. It is. How was your week? It was pretty good. Uh, was at the Comet. Two shows there. Super fun. Yeah. Always a good time at the Comet. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, what else did we do? We went to the Reds game on Sunday. We did. Well, that was a fun. We got to see Joey Votto. Uh, got to see him off for his final, perhaps, uh, 
Game at home. That was a really great game. Really fun. Really somber. Uh, I'd say it's eighty percent that he's not coming back. 80? 80-20 split. That's fair. Yeah, I, but yeah, it was like, you know, the single was important for him to get on. Oh, that felt great. Like that was a huge like uh, that that added levity to everything. It just made everyone like, ah, there we go. That yeah. felt right. Everything uh, came to a culmination for him there with it, the it was, win and. Just vintage Votto single, right mm. over the right over the second baseman, plopped it right in, got on, waved goodbye, chugged a bottle of maple syrup, <laughs> just started chucking poutine at the crowd. <laughs> Classic Votto, dude. Section one one seventeen, all brown gravy. I know that's why they have like the poutine like tarps. <laughs> put them on like that. Poutine ponchos is what he is. <laughs> You're in the poutine section. Look out. Look out. Poutine poncho. Here we Grab go. Passports. <laughs> yeah, next year. Mounty up. Here we go. Mounty up. And then just next year, they're getting rid of the t-shirt cannon. Yeah. It's just going to be like a, like a Ghostbusters backpack yeah. hooked up to the gun, and it's going to be just firing off brown gravy oh, and cheese curds. Get me. Get me with that brown gravy and cheese curds, dude. <laughs> um, oh, Redzilla. God, that's what we should fill up with Redzilla, too. Yeah. Not the styrofoam balls no 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 poutine yeah poutine and pig's hooves okay look <laughs> this is where the petition starts to bring joey Votto back for one more year so we can have poutine ponchos and redzilla full of poutine in the back of the cannon i can see joey Votto coming on signing a small contract just to drive redzilla <laughs> i could see him going around doing that it's a one-day contract He's mm-hmm. just in the McCluskey Chevrolet jumpsuit, mm-hmm. circling. Uh, he's just <laughs> chucking the poutine out. He's just giving everybody universal health care. <laughs> he's just firing it around. And then he just crashes it. He crashes it in the center field wall. But then uh, he has universal health care, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Neck braces on the house. Yeah, everyone, you're getting checked out. <laughs> mm. That'd be great, dude. That'd be That's awesome. Fun. But then the fact that, like, he had to step out of the box in the first AB. It was welling up and like waving, and and then he was like, "Stop! I gotta go hit." Dude, that was great. I'm not sure if uh, a lot of people saw that, but yeah, when he's doing a standing ovation, of course it's going on for a while. It's super awesome. And then Vado says, "I gotta go hit." You know, I'm assuming like in his Canadian accent, a bit. Whoa! I gotta go hit up there, oh, boy. Hey, I gotta get to work. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was uh, that was a special, uh, total Vado moment. It was unreal. It was so great. And then it was just, yeah, like you said, to send him off with a win was huge. And then his speech afterwards is like, I don't know, but this is this team's got another streak in him. And mm-hmm. our hopes were up. We were like, yeah, we got was, it. Mm-hmm. It was great seeing the the whole team up, like, on the steps of the dugout, just watching him. Like, you can tell he has just so much respect for people just watching. And, like, he's taking the moment to kind of inspire them. Like, he immediately made it about the team, which was really, of course, another Vado thing. You know, Yeah, so selfless. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about myself in this, you know, my final game here, perhaps. I'm going to talk about my team. Yeah, I'm going to hype them up. It doesn't matter because we're, we're going to go on a run. Mm-hmm. And they almost did. They almost close. did. They yeah. almost did. Tonight, so we're recording after the Tuesday loss at the mistake by the lake. <laughs> oh, man. Terry Francona's last game, very emotional for the city of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy to think he was there for so long. Took him to a World Series. Should have taken him to two. Thanks, Houston, for banging on the trash cans. <laughs> but how do they send off Terry Francona? Uh, Billy, I think you know. I know. Here's how you do it. Someone stole his scooter, stripped it for parts, <laughs> and then pooped on it. 
I thought it was a legitimate joke when I was reading this. I was like, this is another Onion article. No, it, it's a legit thing. Uh, he had his scooter stolen and defecated on. Defecate. I just want to know, how do you poop on a scooter? I have no idea. No clue. No. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of surface area to just hover over and then just make your move. Ooh, do you think it would have been a hand situation? Was it like that personal? It's like, no, I'm going to... Dookie in this palm. <laughs> I'm gonna slap it on that seat. <laughs> I'm tired of you. I know you're retiring, but this is what you get. You, you screwed me out of some money. Yeah, it's like how Pollock started a painting. Yeah. Just swoosh. <laughs> big swoosh. Stay away from the canvas here. <laughs> uh oh, I'm just floating over, just trying to let you know. I'll be thinking of you. Dude, but they seriously, like, so it was strategically targeted? Like, I, I don't know exactly, like... So he's had his scooter stolen before. So he lives down in downtown Cleveland, which known for uh, having scooters being jacked and crapped on. Yeah. But so it wasn't, like, at the ballpark or anything. It was, like, at his... At like, his where condo. Okay. Yeah. Someone stole it, and then they, like, it came back. His little buddy scooter. He's mm. known for it. People see him all around town on it. So, like, they knew that was Terry's scoot scoot. Mm. And they were just like, nah, I'm still taking it. And I'm pooping on it. And I'm taking the parts. Ooh, what if, hear me out, what if it was a Cincinnati Reds fan? <gasps> what if? What if it was the same guy who was threatening to crap in the tundra last season? Perhaps. You know uh, what we could be doing about that? Huh? Speculate. We could speculate. We could it could be that guy. Yes, it could be that guy. I don't see why not. If you couldn't manage to climb over the concrete, get over those twenty that twenty foot slab of concrete, get in the back, defecate. Hey, you're taking your best shot and saying like, man, I'm really gonna get in the head of this manager, ball player, someone who's been around baseball for 45, 50 years. I'm gonna get in there by stealing his mode of transportation right before work, mm -hmm. and then just Simba swiping my turds all over it. <laughs> dude, that's rad. Uh, that's dude, why you gotta shit in someone's like scooter though. That's so bad. Like I can understand like if it was like a Range Rover or something like this. Like I get it. Yeah. But a scooter, come on. Come on. He's, there's photos of Tony, Terry Francona leaving the leaving the ballpark, cargo shorts, thong sandals. Body 250 Scoot Scoot. What a cool guy. Yeah, he's, he's hip. He's he's thinking of the environment. He's lowering his carbon footprint. You don't got to, like, fiber up his ride. <laughs> they were increasing their carbon footprint, well, handprint, when they were smearing the shit everywhere. Oh, my God. Have you ever had a uh, your scooter shat on? I have never had a, my scooter shit on, thank yeah. God. Yet. Yet. Give it time. Yeah. There's going to be some guards fan. Who's going to be like, I prefer the old name. Find out where I live. <laughs> I'm not, before they were the Guardians. I liked it. This is for my tribe. And then just smear. <laughs> but mine's like yellow, so it kind of looked like it was a little rusty. Okay. Unless they were really sick. There's could be peed on. That could be pretty easy. Now that, I'm, I'm very certain that's probably happened. I've had my car pooped on before. Me too. Yeah? What was your car poop story? Well, it was in college, um, and I stayed at the dorm. I was staying at my, at my buddy's place at his dorm. Uh, wake up the next morning, go to my car, I get in the car, and I was like, oh, fuck, there's something on my windshield there. I look, I was like, that looks like a turd. It looks like a big piece of shit. And I look, I was like, I'm pretty sure it is. And I had to, like, smell, like, I 
got out and I mm-hmm. put my nose up too. I was like, it's for sure shit. Then I just went up doing like uh, trying to flick it off with the the windshield wiper. Oh. And then eventually I'm talking to some of my buddies the next day. Uh, long story short, apparently it was one of them thought it'd be funny to get up and uh, well actually no they I think they may have shit in their hand <laughs> and put it on the car. It was either that or they did like the crouching over it. Uh, one of my best buddies. It was <laughs> that's really it was funny. hilarious. Oh, the confidence you have in your turd to be like this is going to be solid. Wow. Oh my god, yeah. Could you imagine if it wasn't? Oh, and then you just have that, and then you've got to do that, and then it just looks like Wilson's face on your windshield. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a diarrhea palm print, it, it was definitely a, a solid uh, fecal structure. Oh, wow, the, mm. co- the bravado! I know that's amazing. I know. Speaking of solid fecal structure, so, did you get me a, a high life. Yeah, I'm sorry, I we, we were watching the ball game here, and it was uh, heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got you. Here you go. There it is. Appreciate that. Not a sponsored. Not a sponsor. Not yet. Could be. Mm -hmm. Little time. Dude, so here's my my car poop story. Mm -hmm. My buddies have a farm. One of my buddies has a farm out in New Richmond. And it was was just two sheds, land, gravel driveway, pond. And we would just get blackout drunk. Like mm-hmm. you know, there was an RV we could sleep in. We There's could a sleep pond next cars. to you. Like it just it, it makes you want to get so drunk. <laughs> it was so inviting. Yeah, ponds, lakes, lakes, creeks, creeks, and then like goats next door. It was mm, ah, awesome. Mm-hmm. So uh, I ended up getting shoot. We my buddy and I had a Jaeger chugging competition. I won. I won. Uh, I was I gonna say no fifth. one wins those. Oh, I won. I beat him with the fifth, and he drank his fifth. He was like right behind me. And then uh, kept drinking, and then next thing I know, I am asleep in the field. Mm. Wake up at like 6.30 in the morning with a cheeseburger patty on my face, mm. mustard underneath, and then I walk over to my truck, which this truck already wasn't. It was given to me by my grandpa. It was a 1988 Nissan Cat King Cab. It didn't need to be crapped on. Didn't need to. The, the body of it was silver, mm-hmm. the bed of it was red, and then my door was blue. Like, it didn't need any more yeah. things added to it. Go for the Audi. Go for the Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Don't go for the piece-together car. Yeah, okay? don't go for the manual truck. Yeah. It was a five-speed. It just rattled. It's a Lego truck. Come on. <laughs> it was. It's like one of those trucks you get in Japan for like 500 bucks that they ship, or China they ship over. Yeah. But worse. Um, <laughs> it worked, and it got me from point A to point B. But, like, dude, I walk over, and I'm like, what? And I look at my windshield, and I see, like, just clumps of toilet paper by my wiper. And I'm like, what the hell? And then I look, and they had shit and then smeared all over the windshield. And then peed in the bed of the truck. No! Yeah. These friends? Still, some of my best friends in the world. Ah, (laughs) man. Yeah, those are some, I'm sure it was hilarious, though. I mean, I'm sure it was funny when they shit in my car, too. But. <laughs> I bet mean, it was hilarious to them at 3 in the morning with me passed out with a cheeseburger patty yeah. on my face. They're like, oh, let's get it even more. I'm like, I'm already waking up with dirt in between my fingernails, some goddamn Heinz mustard. Yeah. And then I got to get my life together and look and see, like... Oh, my truck's fucked. <laughs> I think having a Cut slice of American shit. cheese on your your <laughs> cheek was the worst of it. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, 
We just, at least the, the sun didn't wake me up and the burger was on there and then I like got sunburned and I just have like a circular cheeseburger. <laughs> I was going to say it like cooked the burger and that woke you up <laughs> and then you got to eat the burger. No, what happened was someone threw bacon at my face and they were like, oh, you're trying to make a bacon cheeseburger? Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, that, uh, that poor truck. It was gross. The windshield wipers already were busted. It was bad. So, yeah, that's my... I just So, they had, they had a lot of surface area to work with. Yeah, that's a lot of space, man. That's a, a good amount of ground to cover. Yeah, how do you do that with a scoop? How do you do a scooter? Uh, that's uh, unfortunate. Uh, really uh, sold him off there, but uh, they won the game, so he was at least number one on the field, uh, number two on the scoot. <laughs> Poop, scoot, and buggy. Oh, so yeah, that 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 so that you know. Speaking of shitty starts to our day. The Reds are done. They're done. Done. They're done. I think done. You th I would say that they're finished. Yeah, unless um, the Diamondbacks or specifically uh, the Cubs mm -hmm. and the Marlins lose out, and the Reds with three games to go somehow end up winning five. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. Dude, it was so it was set up so perfectly with the two off days. With the the playing teams with losing records, mm -hmm. the whole month was set up to be like, here we go. Yeah, this might be a sour grapes a bit like episode, but it, at, at the top, I do want to say uh, we absolutely love like where the Reds have gone, their whole destination from being lost 100 games to over 80 wins this year and being in a playoff uh, atmosphere contention. Yeah. Uh, so all that. Taking into consideration. <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. God, we're, we're so <laughs> close. I don't recall a more upsetting series of games. Like, we had those four losses all together. I don't think since 2012 playoffs uh, that it's been that deflating. No. <laughs> Being that close to playoff success and then just giving it away. And, of course, Lexus Diaz, he's going to eventually blow a save. It happens. Unfortunate came uh, when it did. And this is stuff we were, we were talking about uh, around the All-Star break, about how we are going to have issues down the road uh, with not having healthy arms. People are throwing past their threshold. Um, and we saw that happen. Uh, and they also cucked us when it came to adding at the trade deadline. And it just I think it's all coming to fruition now. Yeah, it's just one giant turd on top of Terry Francona's scooter. That's <laughs> what it is, man. I mean, look, like, yes, like, I, I'm going to piggyback and say, like, yeah, look, the Reds won 81 games. Last year, they lost 100 games. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. The turnaround happened faster than most people thought. I I, I, I thought. I, we didn't think that at the beginning of this year. Not at all. We, no, we have, come on. We didn't think so. We I thought, said 68 wins. That's what I thought. Yeah, I said 69. <laughs> but guess what? They, they turned it around. And we were also we were wrong about some stuff along the way. We thought Will Myers would be a contributor. Yeah. We thought that Luis Sesa could maybe be a solid four starter. He wasn't. We thought this bullpen would be bad. We thought Bitcoin was a good idea. I never said that. We are sorry about those suggestions we had. I thought Board Eight was a great idea. Sank on my income. But dude, I know you. You really you. I have friends who did lose a lot of money on NFTs. It's hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. It was like clearly a scam right from the get-go. Right from the get-go. I, I can screenshot what you bought. Yeah. Are you fucking stupid? 
So dumb. Good thing you own the blockchain. Mm. Whatever that means. Yeah, I have no idea what that is, but it sounds stupid. Blockchain. That's what they use to keep Clifford in the yard. It's a blockchain. Uh, I like it. He's a big dog. Yeah, he's a big guy. Woof, woof. Uh. Uh, I mean, like, okay. Overall, though, yes, 81 wins. We're talking about Reds baseball on September 27th and being disappointed that they're not going to be in the playoffs. Which is a massive accomplishment. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's so much we don't know about what was being asked for at the trade deadline, too. Like, you know, look at, like, I was talking with somebody about this. I was like, look at what the Reds got for Tyler Malley last year. Mm -hmm. They got CES contributor this year and Spencer Steer, who, if it wasn't for Corbin Carroll and Kodai Senga, could be first. In NL Rookie of the Year conversations. Oh, absolutely. So it has some of the uh, top numbers. And that cost a guy who had a career 4.43 ERA. I mean, so go. it'll be a lot cheaper this offseason to go and, and make a move for a starting pitcher. It'll cost money to go and do that stuff. But at the deadline, yeah, we got cucked. There was only one real, there was only one real starter who has maintained and worked out long-term since the trade deadline. That's Jordan Montgomery, and the Cardinals weren't going to trade him to us. Mm -mm. That wasn't going to happen. I mean, Lorenzo Dardy's been moved to the pen. Giolito's been on two different teams. Yeah. Lance Lynn has an ERA north of five for the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of those where it was like, man, we were so bummed, but we don't know the asking price, and most of them haven't worked out. Yeah, there's a lot of what-ifs and uh, some things that you just really can't track. And, yeah, uh, all of that being said, we are we see the potential in this team. That's why there is some feelings of disappointment because we were so close and we understand how talented uh, this group of guys are and that and they do deserve. And how long they're going to be here. Yeah, they. it's not a fluke that they got this to this point. No. I think that going down the uh, down the stretch, the biggest thing that really has hurt this team was lack of starting pitching that got hurt, as mm -hmm. in Lodolo, which they banked on him coming back. He didn't. Mm -hmm. um, and Graham Ashcroft got hurt. Mm -hmm. Missed him for a month. And the big one, Matt McClain, he's been out for like a month and a half, dude. Yeah, it seems so uh, unreal to think about the production that the Reds have had, albeit you know it's been a little bit shaky. They still uh, have been able to produce a bit without Matt McClain, and he's been such a solid foundational piece with the Reds. I, I know he didn't come at the beginning of the year, but it's still, uh, it feels like he was here for a while. Yeah, he came up like three weeks before Ellie. He was like May 10th or some shit in Colorado. Yeah. And we're like, holy shit, he's here. And then it's just like, oh, this guy needs to be in the lineup every day. Yeah, and continue to 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 produce and like we looked at it every when we looked at him every week it was like between hitting two seventy and three thirty three forty, and just getting on and scoring runs and hitting him in. That's what I was trying to get at with the second point, but that doesn't mm. matter. But here's the thing with him: like, with, when you don't have that guy who was your true igniter to the offense, consistent igniter like Spencer Steer, you're gonna lose some baseball games. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, you know, created this identity. Like he just chiseled out this person who he is with the the team of being an everyday contributor, everyday player. And he's been out for over a month, and we were really excited to have him back uh, yesterday. And it, it didn't end up working mm -hmm. out. He's he re he re aggravated his oblique. Now, do you think he actually re aggravated it to the point where they shut him down, or? 
Do you think the front office was like, don't even try it. You're going to be here for a while. Don't test it. You could tear it or you could be injured far worse if you go out there for these last four games. <clears throat> Man, I think it depends on like how severe it is. Because like, I'm still... Not entirely sure, like how aggravated it was. Was there any sort of like additional things? Was it more than just you know being sore, tired, or was there any sort of other thing they could see? Because if there was something where they think it's like more than more than an aggravation, like hey, shut it down, shut it down. And I'd totally be behind that. Uh, so I think they're erring on the side of caution. And he, for Matt McClain, I think that makes uh, yeah. the most amount of sense. And just a sneak peek. For our postseason or our postseason and offseason episode next week. Matt McLean, big part of those offseason plans. Mm. Big huge plan and cornerstone. And also another guy who came up and we talked about him last week. We had some harsh things to say. Mm. But they weren't harsh, they were just statistics. Mm-hmm. We weren't as harsh as some local outlets who called him Ellie De La Bust, which isn't even clever. No, it's just like saying uh, Saturday Night Dead. How many times has that been come up with since the start of the show? Could you have tried any less at your job? No. No. And then they got so much, they got so much like hate from Twitter and other places. Eric where they, uh, they changed it to, sorry, we have now changed the article to Ellie De La Benched. If you're going to come out with an article and you're going to take a big swing like that, you have to be confident and continue to back it up. Yeah, you got to own it. You're supposed to be a journalist. Come on. Yeah. And Barstool's article, which was just like, we overreacted to Ellie De La Cruz. We overrated him. <clears throat> you didn't. You didn't. You, you didn't. He hit for the cycle. He stole hole multiple times. Yeah. That's not overreacting. It's not a fluke. It's not like, oh, this just happens all the time. No. Yeah, like this is totally normal. Mm. Because uh, so then Ellie comes out and he backs, he's just like over it. He looked like a completely different dude at the plate this week. And this is not including tonight slash last night's game. Um, 294, 333, 647 slugging. Two homers, one in the same game, might I add you. Mm. With uh, four stolen bases, four ribbies, six runs, 33.3% strikeout rate. But, like, the major league average is, like, 20, 25.5%. Yeah. So, just still above, not as much as you'd like, but boy, howdy. Yeah, uh, just visually, he looks so much more... Uh, calm uh a lot less movement going on specifically up top his head staying a lot more still he just like you said an entirely different uh batter an entirely different approach yeah but, patient mm-hmm. not moving as much letting the ball letting pitches come to him i mean he those two homers one was 108.3 miles per hour went 420 feet Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> and then uh, 119.2 miles per hour, went 467 feet, the hardest ever hit ball by a Cincinnati Red in the StatCast era. That curveball, he just waited back on it and smoked it. Yeah, dude, absolutely. He was looking so good, just being patient, staying back, and just trusting his hands. Yeah, and with both of those homers, one was a curveball, one was a changeup. Both mm-hmm. low and showing, like, I can still hit this low ball. Yeah, I don't have to like dip my shoulder, bend my back, and just try and just just move absolutely everything to get like you're strong enough, dude. Just yeah. I mean, they supply most of the power. Just just let it rip, man. Yep. And the only thing that he'll really need to change is just shortening that swing. 
mm-hmm. for trying to just make contact. Oh, dude, when he just be able to like at will just like dump a ball, you know, mm. uh, opposite just wherever he's batting, and uh, that'll just get in the head of like pitchers. Just being able to, like, dude, he's just gonna like hit a single there, and it's just an automatic double. He's gonna be in scoring position, and then if I cruise him one on the inside or something like that, he's gonna take me four seventy out of here. Yep. Yeah, exactly. There's just like adding more, adding more tools to the toolbox. Mm-hmm. You can be a five-tool player, but then also you're going to need adjustment. You're going to need, you know, you're going to need a little socket for that socket wrench, Don. Yeah, absolutely. It's giving like uh, your opponent something else to have to consider when uh, facing you. So, yeah, he just looks beyond just to what we've seen the past few days here uh, from production-wise. He just looks a lot better. He looks worlds better. Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully the rest of this week carrying out the momentum and into the 2024 spring training i'm so excited like i just can't wait to see like what tweaks he makes and what he does in the off season which i don't know maybe that's just me hoping too much on a 21 year old that they're gonna like do their job and like go back out and instead of resting on their on their talent the just Mm. the talent that they have themselves like you could tell he put in the work just to see those adjustments this past week oh yeah so i I hope he leans more towards that and and not uh pulls like uh like a Vladdy Jr. who's just like, no, I'll lose a bunch of weight, have one killer season, then come back and be like, ah, you know how good I am? I don't need to really work donuts at it. Donuts are so good. They're so good. Donuts they are, are man. so good. <laughs> um, so we'll get into the pitching for the week. And tonight, I mean, Andrew Abbott, to start in Pittsburgh, he had four and a third, two earned runs, four hits, two walks, seven Ks. Much better than what he did tonight. Two and a third, eight hits, three earned runs, one strikeout. Yeah, he didn't have it. I mean, he's just been gassed for about a month now, so it was like trickling over just into uh, not only his length uh, of pitching duration, but uh, his control. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for him is his control because he's not throwing 98, 99. He's throwing 93, 94. Yeah. When you're like a finesse dude and like you can't like you know pop the radar gun, you're gonna have to have control. Yep, and when you can't you can't trick them, you can't be deceptive mm. if you aren't placing it where you need it to be. Um, it, it, and look, like we've said, he's never pitched this much at any level. Period. He's just gassed. He's done. I think was that his last start of the year? Then yeah, yeah. Because then we've got Williamson, um, Phillips, Green going i think so uh friday saturday sunday at st louis so i feel bad for him for that so that's if that's how you're gonna go out this season starting so well and looking so good and then just falling off so fast yeah it's gotta be frustrating for him but uh if it's any consolation all the people i think like um the cincinnati fans see what type of caliber player he is and the type of energy and emotion that he brings to his job so i feel like we have nothing to worry about with him uh frustrating for sure no and he'll build you know what he won't have to pitch in double a he won't have to pitch in triple a next year he'll no. just start in the bigs yeah dude it's gonna be so much better these guys are going to elevate their game so much between now and then yeah it's gonna be a, a such a thrill i can't i can't wait mm-hmm. instead of just proving it and making it now they've made it and now it's time to just get get in and perfect and just work it work on your uh work on your approach work on your pitch mix and like really fine-tune it because dj's worked with you for you know worked with him for almost you know half a for a little more than half a season yeah they're acclimated with each other now it should be good here's your homework go home and study Mm. go home and take care of it connor phillips um against the pirates look 
Nine Ks was pretty awesome. Yeah, it really was. Five innings is pretty awesome. Three runs from a guy who it's his fourth career start. Pretty awesome. 99 pitches. You wish you could be a little bit more efficient. Two-pitch two pitch pitcher in that outing. Only threw his curveball twice. But once he figures out that curveball, dude, mm-hmm. good God. Yeah. Uh, having him be able to mix more in that arsenal is going to be great. If he's already this uh, effective with producing outs, that'll be great. Because he only threw it You got two times here. He threw something other than... Uh, the slider or the four seamer. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think his effectiveness is gonna be yeah, really it is. good. Yeah, it is. I love that take. Yeah. He's gonna be effective as fuck, dude. Woo! Hell yeah, Connor. Dude, I'm psyched. I'm just like look, there's so much to be optimistic about going into 2024. As much as this sucks, but this, I mean this, that's that's a that's huge. That's huge. If yeah. you have another guy that's gonna be that's gonna have that's eligible to be a rookie. Next season, too. Oh, that's crazy. Brandon Williamson has not been himself since coming back from the COVID IL. I mean, he's just not hes just not had it. His fastball's dipped. I mean, it's now 91-92 when it was 94-96. to 96. Yeah, I think uh, physically his body has told itself to shut down at this point. Uh, I think a lot of those guys are at that, you know, we keep saying the threshold, but this is where they're all at now, and I think uh, Brandon Williamson has uh, definitely exceeded that. Yeah, he's tired. I, I, almost all of these dudes are tired. And so, yeah, uh, it sucks. And getting over COVID isn't easy, especially when you're an athlete. Well, mm-hmm. getting over a fake disease. Yeah, what is that? Come on, Bill Gates, what are you doing out there? <laughs> what are you putting on with the chips hey, in my body? Yeah, come on. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean, still, no, like, four and a third, two earned runs, four hits, three Ks. Not, like, nothing to scoff at. No. But it's still, like, not who he is and what he has been, especially before the co- before he got COVID. He was looking dominant. Yeah, I think we're really yet to see, like, where he's going to kind of, like, even out at uh, as a pitcher. He's... He's been trying to like stitch together like good innings, good you know uh, sequences of pitches, and it'll look great for an inning, and it kind of like peters off. So yeah, I think next year is going to be a very. Uh, he still needs to establish who he is as a starting pitcher. So yeah, that's what we're looking forward to. Uh, I think it's just building himself back up. I think the time off just really got to him, and then the, you have to jumpstart and get back into your program and your routine, and that's really hard. Yeah, especially when it's your. First year in the big leagues, and you're trying to figure out what your routine is up there. Yeah. So, uh, uh, again, cutting all of these guys slack because they're so young, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's just disappointing. But when you look at when you look at it, when you look at it case by case, and you look at how young they are, everything they're going through, it's pretty amazing that they even got this far. It's wildly amazing. This has been one of the most entertaining years I can recall as a Reds fan. Right now, to be shitty, Hunter Green was not good at all against the guards. No. Three home runs, eight hits, seven (laughs) runs, three innings pitch. I was trying to be so complimentary because that was such a bad outing. Yeah, even just looking at the placements of these pitches here, it's it's just really all over the place. And it we've talked about this before, and it was I think brought up to maybe on social media or maybe uh, someone said something about him potentially tipping his pitches. I know you've talked about. That was you. We yeah, talked about. I, it. I know we talked about it, but then I think like someone else just recently spoke. About, regardless, yeah, uh, you tweeted back out of it. You're like, yeah. hey, check out the body that we think he's tipping. <laughs> yeah, but if you look right here, right now. 
bang! There's there's the, the pitch chart. That's what, it's just fun for me when I edit later. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Mm. Yeah, it's just a fun little trick. It'll just make me giggle. I'm going to move it up just a little oh, bit just to mess with you. I'm sorry. That's going to be a little bit more work. son of a bitch. Uh... If you look at if you look at this if you look at the if you look at the chart here if you see that's a lot of middle 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 up <laughs> middle low yeah middle in middle out it's all it's just right in the center of the plate man yeah so in addition to possibly uh, giving the batters a bit more of an idea of what he's about ready to throw uh, if it's going to be in the middle of the plate. Oof. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're throwing yeah. 9900 if it's right down Broadway <laughs> it's gonna get smoked and that happened yeah that's uh, what we saw play out there so not not a great outing uh, just, for Hunter I just want him I just really wish that he had more time with Luis Castillo and was like show me the change up Show me the change. Yeah, dude. If he can like figure that out, oh, oh my goodness. I know. If, yeah, once he gets that down, but like, but when he's spotting and he's and he's he's hitting his dots on outside, inside, up, down, and he's not leaving it right down Broadway. He's a great pitcher with yeah. two pitches. Mm -hmm. But when he doesn't have it, he's got to have another tool to rely on. Yeah, you can't uh, have batters just eliminating, you know, one pitch entirely because you're just not going to throw it. Yeah. And then another one in like a certain area. So it's like they know what to look for in order to get on base. It seems like they have a better game plan than what Hunter does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh yeah, we'll look. We're just hoping that he's not on today, and they'll they'll be able to see that within ten pitches. Yeah, they'll be able to walk back to the dugout and be like, yeah, he doesn't fuck. He doesn't fucking have it today. Yeah, he's a bit off. He's a bit off. Look for the fastball right down Broadway. Right down Broadway. Broadway. Two scoops and Grater's ice cream. Poop skating buggy. Holding in the palms of my hands. <laughs> And just dumping them all over Terry's scooter. <laughs> what if it was Jeff Bramley? Oh, dude, that'd be so fucking awesome. That'd be so sick. Yeah, I stacked them on top of each other <laughs> like a couple scoops of ice cream. Then I polished it off with a nice cold Coke, Coca Cola. <laughs> the bullpen was not uh, great either this weekend. Ah, oh, man. Especially. Alex Young, Buck Farmer, Alexis Diaz. Now, I assume that one of those, no, I can confirm that one of those guys will be back next season. That's Alexis Diaz. Oh, for sure. Now, my problem with Alexis Diaz's use, he is not good at maintaining the lead and getting you a hold. Mm-hmm. He has not been good all of September or October, and I have statistics to back it up. Let's see those statistics. You ready for this one? <laughs> yeah. You ready, dude? Are you ready to get all fucking horned up? Well, I'm there, baby. September, he is 3-2 and two with an ERA of 7.45 in 11 games. Mm. That is by far his worst ERA for, for, the, for a month, okay? April, March, 3 not great. May, 0.73. June, 2.45. July, 2.38. August, 2.61. September slash October, 7.45. God damn it. Mm -hmm. Eight earned runs in the month of September. Unreal. He's tired. Got it. But I got more numbers for you. 
in a non-save situation. He has a 3.6 ERA in 27 games. Non-save situation. Three home runs, 14 walks, to 20, 29 strikeouts. It's astounding. He's a different pitcher. Stop using him there. Just stop. Look what Rizal's doing in Atlanta. Yeah, he's yeah, he's doing so much better. Because you know why? They only pitch him in the ninth. Yeah, I think it's just a, a mental thing. The same thing for starters. They prepare mentally a certain way, and closers prepare mentally a different way. And I just think throwing this in here, uh, pardon the pun, but it's you know it's a curveball to him. You know, I do not pardon the pun. I'm gonna get out of here. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, I'm you gotta sorry. go. You gotta go. I'm not gonna pardon it. I think it's great. I think we need more. Pardon the pun. Pardon. Oh, pun unintended. No, you meant it. I did. You meant it, and I loved it. Mm. So yeah, man, it's just like. Come, come, stop. I, I was talking with our buddy, buddy of the pod, Lucas, about it. He was just like, he's like, he, you know, high leverage, he needs to figure it out. You know, that's just what David Bell's going to do. I'm like, well, he's not going to figure it out. He's going to ask to leave eventually. Yeah. Just like Rizel did. So. And you don't want him to have to figure it out, like, on stage, essentially. Like, that's like an off-season situation where you, like, try to figure out how to go about preparing for, you know, when you're called upon to come in in the eighth or something like that, um, as opposed to going out there and it's like, you know, having to do your job with like your pants down or something. Like you're, <laughs> yeah. just, you're just a little bit thrown off. Yeah, here's an idea. Maybe you bring people into your bullpen who are made for that situation. To kind of like, Be like set him up a little bit? Yeah, like a seventh, eighth inning guy, maybe a couple of them. You're like, these guys are good in high leverage situations. That's a novel idea. Crazy thought. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's just my biggest gripe. Um, Buck Farmer was dog shit. <laughs> uh, for the week, 10.8 ERA. Alex Young, 27. And Fernando Cruz had one bad outing so god it's just a it, 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 the bullpen's gas so it's really hard to be like hard on all those other dudes when they carried us for so long you know they had another stretch with like 14 scoreless innings it's just like a ragtag group of dudes who should be given like just just like the, the just you know i don't i don't know the the dirty dozen yeah, Award? they should be getting like pats on the back. They should be like, this is such a cool thing. These guys were able to be so rock solid all year. It, yeah, like you said, it's really hard to get upset at these guys, even you know when they had a couple you know meltdowns with that giving up. You know when they were up nine runs, that was such a difficult thing. Oh, dude, I was I was in between shows. I, was, I went out to my car to like listen to the radio. And I was checking yeah. the scores. Like what happened? <laughs> Where did this go? I left you guys. You're up nine, nine runs. But uh, yeah, they've been doing. They've been lights out all year. Or at least been really like such a you know gamers that mm -hmm. it, it, you know I'm not mad at them. It, they, they got us to this point. Yeah, yeah. I was so that Saturday. I was at my niece, right? Niece, goddaughter's, my sister's kid's birthday party. They're in town, and I was on the couch. And I was getting ready. The game was right about to start, and then the six year old runs in, grabs a remote, puts it on Netflix Kids. And starts, I went, no, 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 no. We're not doing that, bud. And he's like, no, but that's what I want to watch. And I, I just went, no, this is potentially playoff baseball. I'm going to need that. <laughs> he goes, no, we're going to watch. We're watching Bluey. And I was like, no, we're not. And I 
I was like, he wouldn't let go of the remote. Yeah. And I looked at him, and, and then I looked. My mom walked in, and I looked at my mom, and I went, "I'll fucking hit a kid." <laughs> <laughs> she went, "Give him the remote." <laughs> just stern mom voice and he was like yes and then ran off and he was like dragons are cool or said some weird six-year-old shit <laughs> then ran outside and i was like Whew. almost had to beat up a six-year-old almost had to punch a kid not again not again <laughs> i normally smell him but hit him yeah I not <laughs> just get to that point normally until later not too much much later when they're asking for it mm-hmm. so but yeah that's where i was on saturday for that and that was just that was gut-wrenching. Yeah, that was... Uh, I'm trying to avoid it. Just that the meltdown from Thursday on with Hunter Green, 14 at strikeouts. Yeah, that was such a big thing, too, dude. Like, you did so well, and all of a sudden, you just, you just pitch it. You just give it away to him. Give it away, and then you follow that up with just losing two out of three to the goddamn Pirates. Just a thorn in our side. Yeah, that was uh, salt on the wound. It's like not only did we have Alexis Diaz first like blown save, now we're losing to the Pirates. It, it was just so bad. It hurt. It really did. So, God, it just sucked. It just <laughs> sucked. It was like right there, all set up, teams under 500, ready to roll, off days, built in to recoup, catch our breath, and then... No, you're going to lose 12 to 13. Yeah, we lost four in a row. There was a wide lane for us to get in. And, and granted, every, again, it feels this bad because it felt so good earlier. You know, oh. we understand we wouldn't be feeling this sort of negativity uh, if the Reds weren't as good as what they are. So, but yeah, super, super close. Really close. The week offensively just comes down to TJ Friel, man. Four homers, six runs, seven ribs, 583, 737, 1.667 slug. Dude, he, that's a ball player. Four homers in four straight games. Dude, he just whips that batter out. I love it. <laughs> love seeing him at the plate, dude. He has a presence. Dude, I think when since he's gotten that sexy haircut, mm -hmm. he's just been mashing. Yeah, that's been dude. Dude, he looks like he could pop off that uniform, pop into his suit, walk into Sterling Cooper and Price, and just throw a lucky strike in. And I can see that. It looks like he can just like be in a cigarette ad, you know, from the fifties or something. I can just see him fitting right in. He can hang out with Sean Penn later, hit a woman. It'd be great. <laughs> Sean Penn. Yeah. Sean Connery. Sean. Con oh yeah, Sean Connery. Sean Penn plays a played a guy with Down syndrome. Ah, yeah, yeah. That's John Connery would have hit him. Mm, Sean Connery would have hit the guy <laughs> down syndrome. Two very different things. But yeah, dude, it was good to see that. And then um, Joey got on base a lot for the week. Um, Joey had a 533 on base percentage. CES still murdering the ball with three homers in the stretch since Thursday. He's looking good. He's feeling comfortable. You can tell that. Dude. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with when he plays every single day next year. Dude, he's going to be a nightmare. Imagine him like, just having people on the mm. base, and he's up there just like mashing doubles every day. Oh! So great. I'm empty. <laughs> God, India wasn't great, but he got on base. He had a 400 on base percentage. He was being very patient at the plate. He had a nice hit today, too. Off. He did have a very nice double today. Um, so, yeah, man, Marte continued his on-base streak mm -hmm. 
what was that, eight games now where he's gotten on base? Yeah, I think eight games. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe more than it's that. Stud. You're almost like you're looking at this, and this is something we're going to break down next week. You're looking at all these dudes, and you're looking at what they've done, and you have to wonder, where is everyone going to play, and how are you going to get better? Yeah, it's going to be something to figure out uh, later. I mean, the platoon thing, I'm not quite sure if that's what they want to do. I think... Um, you're gonna have, well, platooning is David Bell's like thing, dude. Mm. It's that's what gets him harder than a rock. Is being like, oh, I can make this switch in the six <laughs> or seven. <laughs> uh. I do like seeing guys having you know one of the you know having a day off, being able to have one of your starters, yeah. have them get a day, and it not really cost the team because you have somebody just as effective that can step in and fill that spot. But at the same time, you want all those guys that are performing at a good good enough level to get reps in. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure if they move some people. I don't know what happens in the offseason. But, uh, I mean, I think they're going to probably stick with having the good problem of having a lot of guys that need playing time. I agree. I agree that you're going to continue to develop. And then uh, there's this uh, – the guy in A. Just one double-A player of the year for the Reds. Mm -hmm. Oh, what was his name? I forget. Uh, now it's going to bother me. I'm going to look it up. Okay. Uh, double-A player of the year. No, not Ellie De La Cruz, you dingus. Not Jackson Holiday. He plays for the Norfolk Tides. Oh, man. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, Red's on the rise. Here we go. This is probably where I'm going to need to be on. Yeah, Blake Dunn. That's yeah, that's it. that beard. There it is. Blake Dunn. Looks like Jake Fraley's younger brother. Yeah, he does. A bit more aggressive beard. Yeah. <coughs> he mashed yeah. down there. So he's a guy. Here's another one that's coming up. Mm -hmm. But in all realness, with all, how much money is coming off the books next year, you have to sign someone who hits home runs. Mm -hmm. You just have to. Maybe there's a lot of these guys that develop into it, but you need a surefire thing. And so, but we'll get into that next week. I'm just, ah. Injuries, we already talked about him. Matt McLean, reaggravated his oblique. It's a conspiracy. I think he was ready to go. Yeah, potentially. Conspiracy. Speculating. Speculating. <laughs> Speculate. <laughs> Interaction. <laughs> I need you to find me 30,000 votes, Chris. I need you to find me 11,809 votes. Gates collusion. Mm -hmm. So, looking down at our schedule with the people in front of us, um, we got three at St. Louis. Miami has one more with the Mets tomorrow. I don't know what the score of that game is right now. Currently at 948, 9.38 p.m. Um... And then they've got three at Pittsburgh. Arizona, one against the White Sox, three at home against Houston. And then the Cubs, one at home against Atlanta. And then three at Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. I don't think Arizona's going to make it because Houston's playing for a fucking spot still. It's going to be difficult for him. Yeah. Well, let's see. The uh, Cubs and Braves are tied at three. Three in the ninth. Nice. And it looks like uh, Marlins and Mets are tied at two and the seventh. There we go. So there's a glimmer, a shimmer, a glimmer, a tiny crack in the wall mm -hmm. of hope. But 
That means they also need to lose tomorrow. True. They need to lose the rest of the way. They need to not be a team tomorrow. You know, that would be ideal. Very much. We should just, just give it to us. Just you, come on. Let us go. Say you're tired. Say you got other plans. We want it, dude. Come we want, on. Come on. Give it to me. I want it. I need it. Let's round third in. Head for home. Let's do it. What do you got? You got, uh, you got a busy fucking weekend, pal. Scooting around just a little bit, uh, but Cincinnati, if you're there, so why? Uh, Thursday, today probably for listening, uh, I'll be at Go Bananas uh, in Montgomery, Blue Ash area. Then I will be uh, Friday at Binsky's Bar. Who you know? We know. I know that place. I know. We did some stuff there. We did like a chili luge and things. Yeah. I, I remember that was fun. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, I will be at uh, Bricks Comedy Club in uh, like Indianapolis area. Um, so come on out. And then uh, Sunday, be back at uh, Go Bananas. What about you? Ah, oh, shit on the calendar. Just crying and weeping. Just crying, weeping, and while getting ready to watch postseason baseball. And then hoping that uh, at least one of my teams, the Mariners, get in. So, yeah, we can all hope. We can all dream. Um, but no, I don't have. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't have much on the calendar until the week after. I don't have, I don't, it'll be a minute. So yeah. I'll, I'll let I'll let y'all know. I got stuff. I got things. I yeah. got a couple things. We should go out and do something. We should go out to a bar and maybe watch. Uh, I don't know. Just hang out outside of baseball, outside of comedy. Yeah, it sounds nice. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Talk about all this. Just decompress. Yeah. I feel. Once the once the season, the postseason's over. I'll be good. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be I'll be fine. Um, it'll be great. This is this great. is such. This has been it's one of the nothing. best years, dude. It's been one of the most fun years. I'm happy to, to do it with you. Absolutely. It's not over yet. It's not. It's not over. The fat lady's warming up, but she ain't fucking singing. Right. She's not getting the call. She's not doing it. Yeah. So let's. Uh, God. Um, so yeah, let's do it in the clutch for all your baseball apparel, Savannah Bananas, Negro Leagues, Major League Baseball, Players Association. We'll have cool stuff for the postseason. Um, then uh, if you want to check that out, new na- uh, Nasty Boys, all caps, 10% off. Pretty freaking sweet. Um, thanks to Sports Drink. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. And uh, thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. Absolutely. It's been fun. Thanks for having me over. And uh, and thank you. Thank you for watching and listening. And as always, go Red Legs. Thank you, Nasty Nation. Go Red Legs. <laughs> Nasty Nation.